You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. The Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Flora on Pandora are of a tropical type, several times taller than existing on Earth. Many, if not all, plant and animal species have bioluminescence properties. Pandoran flora are able to communicate with each other through signal transduction and are larger in size than earth flora due to greater atmospheric thickness, weaker gravity, and a stronger magnetism on Pandora. The Helicordian is a carnivorous plant that has red spiral leaves. The plants are up to 10 to 13 feet tall and when touched, instantly curl and collapse into themselves. They are zooplante, part animal, part plant. They are first seen when Jake wanders off in the forest of Helicordia and touches multiple leaves at which they react and coil up to reveal a hammerhead, Titano there, they're behind them. The behavior and design of the Helicordian was based on Christmas tree worms, two worms that reside on coral reefs. Next is the home trees. The home trees are great enough to house hundreds of clan members. The trees are honeycomb with natural hollows and alcoves in which the Navai sleep, eat, wave, dance, and celebrate their connection to Iwa. Adult home trees are more than 150 meters or 500 feet tall and roughly 100 feet in diameter. The Omatikaya inhabit the giant home tree standing roughly 1,500 feet tall. A distinguishable feature of the movie landscape, the tree itself is central to the movie story arc. 
Like many sacred sites on Pandora, the giant home tree sits above a large deposit of unatanium. It is destroyed by the humans using rockets and missiles, which leads to the Navai clan's alliance against the humans. The Tree of Souls. The Tree of Souls is a tree where the Navai are able to communicate with the biological network that exists throughout Pandora. James Cameron described the Tree of Souls as a big input-output station, having been inspired by the bioluminescence that he encountered during night diving. In the film, the tree is seen to be capable of transferring a specific consciousness from one body to another. The Tree of Voices. The Tree of Voices is the most important tree to the Navai after the Tree of Souls. It is smaller, but its appearance is similar, and it is too eliminated. Natiri tells Jake that it allows the Navai to hear the voices of their ancestors. It is destroyed in the bulldozer attack by humans. This was where Jake and Natiri chose each other as mates and mated before Iwa. Finally, there are the wood sprites. The wood sprites are seeds of the holy tree, appearing similar to airborne jellyfish. Natiri describes them as very pure spirits and scolds Jakes for slapping two of them away. The Omati Kayap clan plants one of these seeds with the body of a deceased Navai so that the Navai's consciousness will become part of Iwa. Various other plants and trees that look like earth ferns, palms, mosses, grasses, bamboo, and succulents. Several forest plants of Pandora resemble the earth's zoanathid soft corals, which can be bioluminescent, as in the movie. In the Avatar universe, set in the year 2154, humans have achieved a technological advanced post-industrial society dominated by powerful corporations and industries. One of Earth's most powerful corporations is the globally integrated Resource Development Administration, or RDA a quasi-governmental organization that possesses a monopoly over all resources in the Alpha Centauri system and any other non-Earth location. The Interplanetary Commerce Administration granted these sole rights to the RDA under the stipulation that the use of weapons of mass destruction of any kind are to be strictly prohibited. Known RDA personnel on Pandora include the head administrator, Parker Selfridge, Colonel Miles Quaritch, Private Sean Fike, Corporal Lyle Wainfleet, Dr. Max Patel, Dr. Grace Augustine, Dr. Norm Spellman, 
and Samson 16 pilot Trudy Chacon. Although the Earth is never seen in this film, other than the extended collector's edition, James Cameron developed the future Earth of Avatar as a dystopian, overpopulated, overpolluted global urban slum wrecked by corrupt, nature-destroying industrialism. The movie's background cyberpunk theme is a regular feature of his work. According to Jake, the Earth is a dying world where the humans have killed their mother, suggesting that there is very little, if any, functioning natural ecosystem left. By the film's 22nd century time frame, Earth faces a worldwide economic energy crisis due to the depletion of natural resources. Earth is also apparently so politically unstable that the services of private security contractors and militaries of Earth's nations are in high demand. Colonel Courtrich boasts about serving three combat tours of duty in Nigeria before coming to Pandora and notes that Jake is a veteran of military operations in Venezuela. The planet has also suffered serious natural and man-made disasters, such as an intercontinental conflict and tsunamis hitting the east and west coasts of the United States. Technologically, humans have achieved monumental advancements by the year 2154. Interplanetary and interstellar space travel and colonization, virtual 3D printing and holography mapping, and advanced methods of cryonics and psionics via synthetic telepathy interface are employed. Using their capability of advanced genetic engineering, humans develop avatar hybrid bodies from genetically distinct modified human DNA and Navai alien genetic, genetic material. Through psionics, genetically matched humans are then mind-linked to these avatars for remote control operations. In the area of medicine, humans have developed advanced stem cell neurogeneration technology that can cure Jake's paralysis. However, in 2154, it is still extremely expensive and is not covered by Veterans Affairs benefits. Thus, RDA is initially able to use Jake's desire to regain the use of his legs as leverage against him. As with many science fiction films, many space vehicles, aircraft, ground vehicles, weapons, and technologies were created to fit the story. Many were patterned after historical or contemporary technologies to give the film a sense of futuristic realism. Many of the drawings on aerodynamic research from previously classified NASA 
and DARPA technical papers. Unlike the movie Aliens, which employed one drop ship from deorbit to ground combat, several vehicles cover specific roles of utility transport, gunship, and base supply. This is similar to the specialization of aircraft and helicopters in the United States military since the Vietnam War. The Amplified Mobility Platform is an MK-6 vehicle redesigned for Pandora's hostile environment that is worn and controlled as a large mech motorized suit. They are 16-foot-tall exoskeletons powered by ceramic turbines. Soldiers at Hell's Gate use these for patrol and battle. AMP suits are controlled via a semi-master-slave system, with the AMP's arm motion slaved to the pilot's arm motion. Motion-sensing gloves worn by the pilot are used to control the AMP arms, the results being that the AMP arm movements exactly match the pilot's movement. In their military role, AMPs are usually armed with 30-millimeter GAU-90 autocannons, occasionally equipped with a blade below the barrel, allowing the AMP to cut its way through denser foliage without putting the weapon aside, which the suit deploys as a soldier or Marine would hold and use a rifle. There is an ammo belt that extends into the gun, into the ammo canister on the shoulder, over the arm, into a socket at the back. The GAU-90 fires 350 rounds per minute. The amp suit has GPS, thermal imaging display, FLIR, and radar. The AMP scoot is described as an Apache helicopter with legs. Also, the ceramic knife is three feet long. Quaritch owns a AMP suit and has named it Beyond Glory. Its GAU-90 has a dragon painted on the ammo tube. The next weapon is the SA-2 Samson. It is a twin-ducted fan, vertical takeoff and landing utility aircraft, similar in role and appearance to the real-world UH-60 Blackhawk, MI-8, or UH-1 Huey utility helicopters. It is armed with two door-mounted machine guns and two pylons near the cockpit with missile pods mounted on them. The pair of ducted fan assemblies, each with two coaxial propellers, enable the Samson of 6,000 kilograms lifting capability by manufacturer's specification. But 
lifting performance is rated at 150% of that on Pandora due to the thicker atmosphere. Both duct fan assemblies are capable of changing blade pitch independently. From the pilot perspective, forward and aft lift, yaw and roll authority are accomplished by similar sets of controls found in conventional helicopters. Propulsion is twin goats Corman turbine generators. Next is the AT-99 Scorpion gunship. It is the heavily armed gunship counterpart to the Samson and similar in role and appearance to the AH-64 Apache, MI-28, or AH-1 Cobra gunship. Dual coaxial ducted fan rotor systems with a total of four prop rotors each with three blades, lead the aircraft's primary propulsion. It drives on redundant fuel cells. Twin engine generators driving in counter-rotating annular ceramic motors. It is equipped with radar and sonar generators. It is armed with a hex cluster, pylon-mounted, 50 caliber rotary chain gun system that can rotate a full 360 degrees with a 700 rounds per minute cyclic rate of fire as close range primary weapons. The Scorpion has two pair of stub wing pylons to carry its armament. Scorpions carry 190 TK-411 WAFAR which is wraparound fin aerial rocket, rockets in a 10-19 tube rocket launchers. The use of the rocket varies according to the warhead that can range from tactical applications to impact-based sensor systems. Eight Hawkeye NPB-9 Hellfire which are helicopter launch fire and forget missiles, are used to engage air-to-air -air targets in conjunction with the nose-mounted sensor suite. The tail doubles as a rear stabilizer. Next is the C-21 Dragon assault ship. It is a large four-post ducted fan vertical takeoff and landing, heavily armed transport and gunship, which can deliver amp suits through drop doors. Quaritch led RDA forces with one of these. Its myriad arsenal of heavy machine guns, dozens upon dozens of rockets and missile pods, and door gunners makes it the RDA's largest ship so far with the Valkyrie shuttle being the only larger vehicle designed for extended use in the atmosphere of Pandora. Quad turbine generators drive the four-postic ceramic propellers. The Dragon is heavily armed with multiple weapon systems, including grenades, rockets, missiles, 
and point defense Gatling cannons. Ability to deploy many troops and amp suits, variety of medium automatic guns, ATG and ATA missiles, incendiary rockets, grenades, door gunners, plus dual and quad Gatling gun systems. All gun and missile systems are constrained by friendly fire avoidance codes. It has twin cockpits. Its propeller counter-rotate to navigate, plus the nose-mounted radar suit. There are 80 50-millimeter sentry guns mounted below the right cockpit. Next is the GAV Swan. It is a six-wheeled terrain assault vehicle. Its full name is the Ground Assault Vehicle JL-723. It has a geostabilized platform so that when it travels over rough terrain, the gunner platform is stabilized. The extended gunner's chair can rise up 3.6 meters above the vehicle to see over obstructions between the gun and the target, like the long neck of a swan, hence the name. This six by six is built for all terrain and is perma-alloy armor and four turret-mounted 60 millimeter rotary autocannons provide protection from the Pandoran environment. The wheels have little armor and are designed with a thick polymer alloy. Swans have a geostabilized system that rotates a full 360 degrees. Swans also have a roll bar and four rear headlights. Swans have redundant fuel cells in the rear. When the chair extends, the ammunition storage canister is located at the back. Next is Hell's Gate. It is a secure forward operating base with airfield resembling a modern day caisson. Slightly more than a third of the site is taken up by the shuttle runway. VTOL pads, hangars, equipment storage areas, and garage structures. The armor bay is where vehicles come to get stored, repaired, or refitted. This building is the main storage area of all amp suits. There's also a small weight room inside a weapons locker that Corrich uses. Designed for security and rapid force deployment, the armor bay is the core of Hell's Gate's defenses. Housed inside its fortified hangar and at the ready are Dragon Assault ships configured for the forward strike operations, Scorpion gunships, Samson helicopters, Model 10 slash cutters, an array of amp suits and other attacked craft, including support vehicles and support assorted battle-ready machinery. 
Next is the interstellar vehicle Venture Star. It is an interstellar bulk carrier starship that uses antimatter propulsion systems to enable interstellar travel. It transports supplies, equipment, humans, and cryonic hibernation, refined ore and data between Earth and Pandora, taking around six years to travel from one to another. The Venture Star does not land on the planetary surface, but stations itself in orbit and rendezvous with operations on Earth and Pandora via Valkyrie shuttlecraft that dock with it. The Venture Star is one of 12 RDA interstellar vehicles, mineral carriers, continuously traveling between the Sol and the Alpha Centauri A system. The huge glowing radiators mounted to the engines dissipate their heat and the enormously long central truss with its own protective coolers and reflectors protect the cargo and crew modules from the engine's heat and radiation using the simple rule of R-squared attenuation rather than heavy shielding. Yes, James Cameron really thinks about this kind of stuff and explains it very clearly in text and in person. The ship has a pair of centrifugal gravity gen modules for the crew who remain awake for the duration, which has become a pretty typical feature of quasi-realistic ship design in movies. But one unique feature is that which directly relates to the sublight realistic travel is the cascade-style sheet shield stack to protect the speeding craft from interstellar debris. James Cameron's brief completely explains this technology, apparently based on current NASA research, and how it obliterates potentially catastrophic particles by letting them slam through a series of thin, light shields and surfaces. This spaceship also resembles the Discovery 1 from the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. Finally, there's the Valkyrie TAV. It is a Delta Wing space vehicle slash aircraft used to transport equipment and personnel between the ISV Venture Star and Hell's Gate on Pandora. And its chief purpose is to bring unobtainium to the spacecraft. The Valkyrie's official name is SSTO TAV-37 B-Class Shuttlecraft. The Valkyrie has a payload of up to 60 armed troops, 25 amp suits, 25 tons of refined unatanium, two Valkyries carried by the ISV Venture Star are used for transfer of personnel and cargo between the orbiting ISV and the surface of Pandora. 
the vertical landing and takeoff cap capability by rotating its fusion engines, and like the C-130 Hercules, was adapted as a bomber to drop daisy cutter bombs out the rear cargo ramp. It also can be fixed with machine gun nests on the wings and cargo ramp. The cast of Avatar is the following. Sam Worthington as Jake Scully, a disabled former Marine who becomes part of the Avatar program after his twin brother is killed. His military background helps the Navai warriors relate to him. James Cameron casts the Australian actor after a worldwide search for promising young actors, preferring relatively unknowns to keep the budget down. Worthington, who was living in his car at the time, auditioned twice early in development, and he signed on for a possible sequels. Cameron felt that because Worthington had not done a major film, he would give the character a quality that's really real. Cameron said that he had that quality of being a guy you would not want to have a beer with, and he ultimately became a leader who transforms the world. Stephen Lang as Colonel Miles Quaritch, the head of the Mining Operations Security Detail. Fiercely loyal to his military code, he has a profound disregard for Pandora's inhabitants that is evident in both his actions and his language. Lang had unsuccessfully auditioned for a role in Cameron's Aliens in 1986, but the director remembered Lang and sought him for Avatar. Sigourney Weaver as Dr. Grace Augustine, an exobiologist and head of the Avatar program. She is also Sully's mentor and an advocate of peaceful relations with the Navai, having set up a school to teach them English. Michelle Rodriguez plays Trudy Chacon, a combat pilot assigned to support the Avatar program, who is sympathetic to the Navai. Cameron had wanted to work with Rodriguez since seeing her in Girl Fight. Giovanni Ribisi as Parker Selfridge, the corporate administrator for the RDA mining operation. While he is at first willing to destroy the Navai civilization to preserve the company's bottom line, he is reluctant to authorize the attacks on the Navai and taint his image doing so only after Corridge persuades him that is necessary and that the attacks will be humane. When the attacks are broadcast to the base, Selfridge displays discomfort at the violence. Joel David Moore is Dr. Norm Spellman, a xenoanthropologist who studies plant and animal life as part of the Avatar program. He arrives on Pandora at the same time as Sully and operates an avatar. Although he is expected to leave the, lead the diplomatic contact with the Navai, it turns out that Jake has the better personality suited to win the natives' respect. Dilip Rao 
as Dr. Max Patel, a scientist who works for the Avatar program and comes to support Jake's rebellion against the RDA. Zoe Saldana as Natiri, the daughter of the leader of the Omatakaya, which is the Nanavai clan central to the story. She is attracted to Jake because of his bravery, though frustrated with him for what she sees as his naivety and stupidity. She serves as Jake's love interest. The character, like all Navai, was created using performance capture, and its visual aspect is entirely computer-generated. Saldana has also signed on for potential sequels. CCH Pounder as Moat, the Omatakaya's spiritual leader, Nateria's mother and consort to clan leader Itukan. West Studi as Ikutan, the Omatakaya's clan leader, Natiri's father, and Moat's mate. And finally, Laz Alonso as Sute, the finest warrior of the Motakaya. He is heir to chieftainship of the tribe. At the beginning of the film story, he is betrothed to Natiri. In 1994, director James Cameron wrote an 80-page treatment for Avatar, drawing inspiration from every single science fiction book he had ever read in his childhood, as well as from adventure novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs and H. Ryder Haggard. In August 1996, Cameron announced that after completing Titanic, he would film Avatar, which would make use of synthetic or computer-generated actors. The project would cost $100 million and involve at least six actors in leading roles who appear to be real but do not exist in the physical world. Visual Effects House Digital Domain, with whom Cameron has a partnership, joined the project and was supposed to begin production in mid-1997 for a 1999 release. However, Cameron felt that the technology had not caught up with the story and vision that he intended to tell, and he decided to concentrate on making documentaries and refining the technology for the next few years. It was revealed in a Bloomberg Businessweek cover story that 20th Century Fox had fronted 10 million to Cameron to film a proof of concept clip for Avatar, which he showed to Fox executives in October 2005. In February 2006, Cameron revealed that his film project 880 was a retooled version of Avatar, a film he had tried to make years earlier citing the technological advances in the creation of the computer-generated characters Gollum, King Kong, and Davy Jones. Cameron had chosen Avatar over his project Battle Angel after completing a five-day camera test. 
the previous year. From January to April 2006, Cameron worked on the script and developed a culture for the film's aliens, the Navai. Their language was created by Dr. Paul Fromer, a linguist at USC. The Navai language has a lexicon of about a thousand words, with some 30 words added by Cameron. The tongue's phonemes include ejective consonants, such as the KX sound in squag, that are found in Amharic language of Ethiopia, and the initial NG that Cameron may have taken from the New Zealand Maori. Actress Sigourney Weaver and the film's set designers met with professors of plant physiology at the University of California, Riverside, to learn about the methods used by botanists to study the sample plants and to discuss ways to explain and communicate between Pandora's organisms depicted in the film. From 2005 to 2007, Cameron worked with a handful of designers, including famed fantasy illustrator Wayne Barlow and renowned concept artist Jordu Shell to shape and design the Navai with paintings and physical sculptures when Cameron felt that 3D brush renderings were not capturing his vision, often working together in the kitchen of Cameron's home. In July 2006, Cameron announced that he would film Avatar for a mid-2008 release and planned to begin principal photography with an established cast by February 2007. The following August, when the visual effects studio Weta Digital signed on to help Cameron produce Avatar, Stan Winston, who had collaborated with Cameron in the past, joined Avatar to help with the film's designs. Production design for the film took several years. The film had two different production designers and two separate art departments one of which focused on the flora and fauna of Pandora, and the other that created human machines and human factors. September 2006, Cameron was announced to be using his own reality camera system to film in 3D. The system would use two high-definition cameras in a single camera body to recreate depth perception. While these preparations were underway, Fox kept wavering in its commitment to Avatar because of its painful experience with cost overruns and delays on Cameron's previous picture, Titanic. Even though Cameron rewrote the script to combine several characters together and offered to cut his fee in case the film flopped. Cameron installed a traffic light with an amber signal lit outside of co-producer John Lando's office to represent the film's uncertain future. In mid-2006, Fox told Cameron, in no uncertain terms that they were passing on this film. So he began shopping it around to other studios, 
and showed his proof of concept to Dick Cook, then the chairman of Walt Disney Studios. However, when Disney attempted to take over, Fox exercised its right of first refusal. In October 2006, Fox finally agreed to commit to making Avatar after Ingenious Media agreed to back the film, which reduced Fox financial exposure to less than half of the film's official $237 million budget. After Fox accepted Avatar, one skeptical Fox executive shook his head and told Cameron and Lando, I don't know if we're crazier for letting you do this or if you're crazier for thinking you can do this. In December 2006, Cameron described Avatar as a futuristic tale set on a planet 200 years hence, an old-fashioned jungle adventure with an environmental consciousness that aspires to a mythic level of storytelling. The January 2007 press release describes the film as an emotional journey of redemption and revolution, and said the story is a, wondered, uh, is a wounded former Marine thrust unwillingly into an effort to settle and exploit an exotic planet rich in biodiversity, who eventually crosses over to lead the indigenous race in a battle for survival. The story would be of an entire world complete with an ecosystem of phasmological plants and creatures and native people with rich culture and language. Estimates put the cost of the film at about 280 to 310 million to produce and an estimated 150 million for marketing, noting that about 30 million in tax credits will lessen, lessen the financial impact on the studio and its financiers. A studio spokesman said that the budget was 237 million with 150 million for mo per promotion. End of story. The 2009 American science fiction film Avatar has earned widespread success, becoming the highest grossing film in history. The blockbuster has provoked vigorous discussions of a wide variety of cultural, social, political, and religious themes identified by critics and commentators. And the film's writer and director, James Cameron, has responded that he hoped to create an emotional reaction and to provoke public conversation about these topics. The broad range of Avatar's intentional or perceived themes has prompted reviewers to call it an all-purpose allegory and the season's ideological Rorschach blot. One reporter even suggested that the politically charged punditry has been misplaced. Reviewers should have seized on the opportunity to take a break from their usual fodder of public policy and foreign relations rather than making an ideological battlefield of this popcorn epic. Discussions have centered on such themes as the conflict between 
modern human and nature, and the film's treatment of imperialism, racism, militarism, and patriotism, corporate greed, property rights, spirituality, and religion. Commentators have debated whether the film's treatment of the human aggression against the native Navai is a message of support for indigenous peoples today, or is instead a tired retelling of the racist myth of the noble savage. Right-wing critics accuse Cameron of pushing the anti-American message in the film's depiction of a private military contractor that used ex-Marines to attack the natives, while Cameron and others argued that it is a pro-American to question the property of its current wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. The visual similarity between the destruction of the World Trade Center and the felling of the home tree in the film caused some film growers to further identify with the Navai and to identify the human military contractors as terrorists. Critics asked whether this comparison was intended to encourage audiences to empathize with the positions of Muslims under military occupation today. Much discussion has concerned the film's treatment of environmental protection and the parallels to, for example, the destruction of the rainforests, mountaintop removal for mining, and eviction from homes for development. The title of the film and various visual and story elements provoke discussion of the film's use of iconography of Hinduism, which Cameron confirmed had inspired him. Christians, including the Vatican, worried that the film promotes pantheism over Christian beliefs, while others instead thought that it sympathetically explores biblical concepts. Other critics either praised the film's spiritual elements or found them hack-eyed. Avatar describes the conflict by an indigenous people, the Navai Pandora, against the oppression of alien humans. Director James Cameron acknowledged that the film is certainly about imperialism in the sense that the way human history has always worked is that people with more military or technology might tend to supplant or destroy people who are weaker, usually for their resources. Critics agree that the film is a clear message about dominant aggression cultures subjugating a native population in a quest for resource or riches. Some writers assert that conservative criticism of Avatar is a reaction to what they call the film's chilling metaphor for the European genocides in the Americas, which massively enriched Europe. Cameron told National Public Radio that references to the colonial period in the film are by design. Some writers compared the struggle of the Navai with a 22nd century version of the American colonists versus the British India versus the British Raj or Latin America versus United Fruit.
One writer writes about the parallels between the plot and how Western power colonizes and invades the indigenous people, Native American, Eastern countries, sees the natives as primitive, savages, and uncivilized, and is unable or unwilling to see the merits in a civilization that has been around longer, loots the weaker power, all while thinking it is doing a favor to the poor natives. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.